Welcome to the Brand the Interpreter podcast. I am your host, Mireya Perez, and this platform is dedicated to sharing the stories of language professionals, that is, the interpreters and translators from around the world. This show aims to highlight not just the profession, but mainly the people behind the amazing work. These are your stories about our profession, and this is the Brand the Interpreter podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Orange County Department of Education. Since 2017, the Orange County Department of Education in California and their Language Services Unit is spearheading the professionalization of interpreters and translators working in educational settings and providing professional learning opportunities to bilingual staff by hosting their annual Interpreters and Translators Conference. With the participation of over 100 school districts from 25 states, 40 county offices of education, and 11 countries in the past four years, it is one of the most renowned events in the educational field. The Orange County Department of Education would like to invite you to their fifth annual conference on the road to professionalization, taking place September 8th through October 2nd, 2021, in a four-week professional learning series. For more information on this event, please visit www.ocde.us. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Brand the Interpreter podcast. This is Mireya, your host, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. But yet, you're probably wondering, it's Thursday. Why did a new episode of Brand the Interpreter just drop? Well, I'm actually going to be rolling out a few special episodes in between uh, seasons because season three... I know, right? Is coming out August 20th with a brand new lineup of incredible language professional guests. Uh, and so in between, I'd like to share some of these other special episodes that I have uh, ready and in store for your entertainment purposes. So today I will introduce Miss Kalina Powell, and I hope you enjoy her story. Kalina, thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited actually about this conversation because it is the first time that I actually have a guest on the show that is not necessarily an interpreter. And um, perhaps you've been exposed to uh, interpreters, but you're not yourself an interpreter. However, you do educate on um, what we'll get into your story right now. Um, and, I, and I say you do educate because we'll talk about that a little bit later on as far as what it is that you are doing. But I'd like to begin first by asking you, Share your story with us. Like, where did you grow up and what is a favorite memory that you have? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, so for me, my background, so I am born and raised in Canada, Toronto. I am a deaf person. Um, so my, um, so basically I'm finally graduating from psychology um, in April which I'm super excited about. And I am <laughs> um, I'm a deaf advocate for the deaf community. So my goal is to teach the hand world how to be more inclusive and more acceptable for the deaf community. Um, however, I did have an interpreter, like a note taker for school and someone that can um, can um, can take notes for me while I'm in class because sometimes, you know, there's echo in the classroom. There are 
so many things that can distract you in the classroom, especially myself. I get very easily attracted, especially when I'm writing and taking notes. Like sometimes I may not take everything because myself, who's a lip reader, so I have to continue look at somebody's lips to make sure that I am paying attention. So that's why I have like an interpreter, um, someone that takes notes for me or even recording and having professors to give me notes to make sure that I am consistently on track with school. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. So, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So you would typically have someone assigned to you in class and they would sit there and they would be your note taker. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. then and then what happens after that? Um, you just go based off of the notes or the transcript. You said that they would record as well. Yeah. And is this something that was provided by the school or is this something that your family had to provide? Um, no, it was actually the school provided that for me. The school provided that. Oh, that's incredible. Okay. And yeah. you said you were born and raised in Toronto, Canada, correct? Yes. What yes. was life like? in Toronto, Canada. What do you remember? What's like a favorite memory of your childhood? Because you're super young, by the way, but what is like a favorite memory? Um, my favorite memory, I'm super young. Yes, I'm only 23. So I still live in Canada. I haven't moved out of Canada yet. Um, my best memory is honestly the multicultural, different new people. And I just love you know, especially if you go downtown Toronto, there's so many different events that's happening. So I love that. Every time I go downtown, I always, I'm very social butterfly. I love going out. I'm a very outgoing person. So I love to do things, especially downtown Toronto. So in general, Canada is like a very multicultural. So there's so many events that's going on. So that's something I really love, especially bringing on with my friends. But that's not what me and my friends do, honestly. We go downtown Toronto, check it out what's going on go places, have fun and do my thing. I love that. I love that you just shared that it's like multicultural and that that's what you love about it because it, it it's absolutely, it's, it's a different feeling to know that you walk in and to be able to see just the differences and how they're embraced. Um, it's, it's hard to explain unless you live it. Right. So um, yeah, I love exactly. that you shared that. Walk us through a day, Kalina, walk us through a day in the life of Kalina Powell. What is it like to be Kalina, because you just said something that I've captured on your social media, which is you're a social butterfly. So talk <laughs> us through what that means. Yes, I am such a social butterfly. I mean, it takes a very long time for me to, you know, be like this, right? You know, being a deaf person, have to learn how to step for who I am, being a deaf person, especially having a deaf, you know, being deaf, being able to communicate I feel like that's a big big thing because you have to learn how to talk to someone or even communicate and every day especially when you walk on the road you have to talk to somebody you have to like especially if you go to the grocery store you're talking to someone so I feel like that is something that like like for me like being I feel like I realized the more I continue doing it it's because like it just helped me build that and so, you know, so yeah, so that's how I became a social butterfly, just because every time you go on road, you just have to talk to someone. So I get comfortable with that as I got older. So were you born a deaf child? No, I was not born as a deaf child. I became deaf at the age of four. 
would you be willing to share what that experience was like for you? What happened? Do you recall? Or, you know, is it something that's shared with your family members, between your family members as to what happened? Um, yeah, there's so many different stories about what happened because it all started off when I had an infection when I was four. And, um, and so my doctor prescribed me an eardrop. And so I went to the daycare. The daycare did not follow the instruction and they give me either one they either give me too much two or they didn't put it on time for me and so when I went home that day my ear jumped to drop in that one day when I went home and my mom called me and then I didn't hear my mom and imagine I was four years old I had no idea what's going on and she's like how do you not hear me like I called your name like so many times and the next day my mom was panicking because my mom was a young mom and thank God my grandmother's a nurse. So and my grandma was able. My mom calls my grandma and think, Oh my god, if Kalina can hear me, what what should we do? And so my mom is panicking. And my grandma's like, okay, you know what? We're gonna go take her to the doctor the next morning. Um I went to my family doctor, he said it's too late. My eardrum is gone. It's gone. And so from there on I had to go see an audiologist right away that day. That's an incredible story. Is there anyone else in your family that is deaf? No. I'm the only one. So it's, it would be interesting also just to kind of um, get a sense for your mom, because you said, you know, your mom was a new mom, then a young mom. And luckily your grandma was a nurse, you said, right? So she knew yeah. how to react. What was it like growing up as the only person in your household that wasn't able to hear everyone else? Because I imagine that that completely shifted just, you know, the planning and what you, what one envisions as a mom with the child, you know, and then you going from completely being able to hear your surroundings to suddenly there's silence. Do you recall what this was like, or do you not really have a memory? Honestly, I still remember it like yesterday because it was something that is so touchy. And I felt like, because it's my ear, like I can't hear it. Um, I remember, you know, for me, being the first deaf person in the family, my family was really overprotective of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were making sure that I was listening. They were making sure I was, um, you know, got the support and the system I needed. So my family was consistently on me 24-7, making sure I was okay. And, you know, <laughs> and I felt like for my mom in general, I, she was pretty nervous, you know, but she's really strong woman just like my grandma, the both very young women. And, you know, they knew what they had to do. Um, so quickly they looked into a deaf school for me um, so that I can um, able to, you know, able to be around people that's like me. Because when you're young, you don't know what's going on, right? So you want to make sure you feel comfortable as much as you can. And, and as well, I went to a hearing school. So I went to two schools, actually, while growing up. So I was able to communicate with two different communities, which is super cool because I was able to see what it's like in both communities, what needs to be more um, education on, what needs to be more information. Like what, there's so many things to say on that, but for me while growing up, it was really tough because I had to learn to be two different people in two different communities. Uh, yeah, so it was very like, it was it's a transition. It's like back and forth. Like it was just getting too much sometimes. And it was just a lot, but I was able to get through it. And I said thank you to my community school because they're the one that actually helped me 
build the self-esteem I have and bring it to the, the hand wall. So I was able to do that, thankfully. And so when I stopped going to the deaf school because there was any more for the high school. And so I just went straight to the hearing school. And then that's when things got to get more changes because I was not used to being at the hearing school all day. So it felt weird when I started it. And so I was, and then that's when the district school board, which is from Canada, they were able to bring someone who was like a deaf teacher for me to support me and help me get through it. But yeah, so that was my experience. Yeah. And so you, by the age of four, were already talking, right? I imagine you yes. you were already, you know, being able to have a conversation, full-blown conversation with, with everyone. And then for those of us that don't understand, how did you went from, it was it completely deaf in both yes. ears? Yes. So then how is it that now, at what point, at what age did you receive your hearing aids? Or what is at it that helps four. you to hear at the age of four? You know, I, I find it very amazing that um, that your parents were on it, like your mom and your grandma, that they were like, we, we're moving. Like the, it, there was no pause in it. Um, wow. Yeah. For them to just, you know, say like, oh, we're 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 going to get on this quickly. And they found a school and then they found a great school for you, which I think is incredible. Um, and it's amazing because now if people see like if they see your social media, <laughs> it's like you there is no you know, the, you cannot see that there's any feeling, any uh, you know, anything that's left over from an experience as a, as a child, like having gone through all this stuff, you know, like you just mentioned being in like almost having kind of two personas, right. The, the one where you're in the dev school and then the one where it's, you know, the hearing school and just being able to juggle both those experiences at such a young age. And here you are now 23 and you're just like this beautiful social butterfly on social media. (laughs) So I love that. I I love that, you know, you changed, you changed the narrative from experiencing this to saying, this isn't a victim, you know, type of story for me. Like this is what's going to fuel me, you know, to do the things that you're currently doing. So what was the inspiration about becoming a blogger and an entrepreneur and just, you know, being there for the deaf community, like what was your inspiration behind that? I would say it all started when I was working at Canada's Wise Line, which is a big park in Canada. Um, I remember I was working one day and my hearing aid was showing. I had my hair up in a ponytail because when you work in a food court, you have to put your hair in a ponytail. The little boy, I was trying to catch it, the little boy came up to me and he said, oh my God, you, is that your hearing aid? And I said, yeah. Is everything okay? And he said, I'm deaf too. I have my hearing aid. Look. I was like, oh. and his mom was crying. And oh. she's like, she's like, oh my God, can you can you become famous or something, please? Like you just changed my son's life from showing your hearing aid. Like my son never seen anybody that was deaf. And I don't know anything about the deaf culture. And right on the spot, and she was asking if I could give her something, like any resources, schools for him. It was really sweet. And I felt like just that minute there, I felt like, wow, I really can change the world if I can use my voice and speak up for the deaf community because it's true, like the mom's deaf. There's nobody out there that's for the deaf community. And just like, it's very rare to see that one show that's on Netflix or I don't know what it's on, but 
It's called Shrish at First. That's the only death show that anybody ever watched. And it's true because it's like, where, where are the other disability people? Where are they? They're not in the industry of Hollywood. They're nowhere to be found. There's only one show, which is Shrish at First. That is that show. And it's, I realized that it's just insane. There's not that much deaf advocate out there. So I'm willing to take the first one. It all started from that little way when I was working. That is such a beautiful story. I, I thank you for sharing that, Kalina. That is just such an incredible story because, you know, especially in times that we're living in currently where, you know, the feeling of, of having that representation of being able to look at people and identify with another person, right? And have that feeling of, I know that I'm not alone. I know that there are others like me, especially in this day and age is so important, you know, because we tend to live in isolation or perhaps feel like we're the only ones going through our experiences. And that's one of the main reasons why I really love and appreciate the platform that I currently have is because we share these experiences and realize that there are a lot more other people out there similar to us than we know about. And you made me think of an experience of um, one time when I was interpreting for it. I work for a school district. So I am, uh, you know, an interpreter in a K through 12 school district. And the student uh, was hearing impaired uh, one ear. And she, you know, they were we were basically meeting with the parents. So I'm an interpreter for parents, you know, and um, her, her mom happened to speak Spanish. Um, and so I was interpreting for the parent. And uh, basically the conversation had to do somewhere around the lines of the fact that she's embarrassed to wear her hearing aid in school because she, this happened and all came to be in middle school. So, you know, it's middle school. You know, you're learning to identify who you are and who you're going to associate with. And so suddenly this experience that she finds herself in. Right. And um, and so the people that were there, the, the specialists were really trying to help her understand the importance of why she needs to wear a hearing aid in school. So my question to you would be, what would you recommend to a student particularly when they're in their teenage years and saying, you know, what would you tell them with regards to their hearing aids? Because that story that you just told, you know, that's so compelling and being able to not be shy or embarrassed of who you are and what makes you, you, it identified with another person and it gave them that opportunity to say me too. Right. Which, like I said, nowadays, it's so important. What would you recommend to a teenager? Let's just say that's in school, that's going through this kind of, you know, moment of I don't I'm too embarrassed to wear my hearing aid for fear that someone might judge me. For me, that happens to me all the time when I was in middle school as well. I never wanted to wear my hearing aid, never wanted to show it because I was so tired of the question. Like, oh, what's in the ear? What's in the ear? And the point where I started covering my hair and it's like crazy. And and I my advice to teenagers is that listen, I get it. I've been there too. But at the end of the day, you need to hear. Because next you know you fell a course, who's in trouble? You or your parents. You. 
because why? Because you want a big future. Everybody want a big future. And I always remind teenagers, you want a big, bright future. Do not want to go on the first class airplane. Okay, if you want that, you got to get your grades up. And the reason for that is you need to wear your handwriting class. Even if you have to hide it, that's on you. But at the end of the day, like I always tell all teenagers, especially high school, middle school, you need to wear your hand because that's why. Once that mice comes in and you fail at court, who's in big trouble? Unless, you know, these teachers are not going to bother packing you because you didn't put the work in into it. And like for me, I always remind myself that I have to live my life. You have to live their life the way you want it to be. And I get it. It's super embarrassing because it's too big or, you know, it's obvious. I don't, I always tell them, I don't care. At the end of the day, if I can do it, you can do it. And trust me, if I would go back and tell myself that, I would have done that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I think what's also important too is um, advocating for yourself, right? Just like speaking up and saying, I, I didn't catch that or I need whatever supports it is that they need because, you know, uh, People don't really understand. We don't understand, you know, what your needs are if you don't express them. And so, you know, I feel like especially for the young crowd, if if they're going through something like this, that they feel like, oh, I don't want to ask for it because I don't want them to I don't want other people to think whatever it may be. Just like you said, who cares about what they're thinking, as long as you're getting what you need to support you and, you know, move forward. I think that that's a, that's a really great, um, piece of advice, uh, Kalina. So thanks for sharing that. Now let's talk about what the advice helpline is. Explain to me what that is, because I saw that on your Instagram profile and I said, I definitely have to ask her what that's about. Talk to us about the uh, advice helpline. So for my helpline, I have created a Facebook group for all the hard of hearing and deaf people to coming together, having one so internationally. So I have a lot of people across the globe and in the group. And for me, it's for me to, for me to help those who internationally want to connect with other people because I know there are very few in the country, the hometown, the city, especially for me in Toronto. Toronto is very small, but you never really see anybody that's deaf like myself who's more advocate and who actually want to be out there. So that is kind of the reason why I created the helpline and the Facebook group for everybody to come together and kind of get to know who's in their area and get and ask for advice, tips. And, you know, even there's, I know there's some um, people that don't want to do it, but they actually said they want to talk to me. I have helped a lot of people um, even like giving them advice and like, um, you know, education advice. I remember just even if they want to talk to me about something that they're going through, I remember I had like over when I started this, this page had not been created longer than a year. It hadn't been longer than a year. And yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, I got so many DMs, everything like crazy when I started. I have one, 1,785 followers less wow. than a year. Less than a year, I had so many DMs, like crazy, like, hey, can you help me? Can you help me? Even on Clubhouse as well, people on Clubhouse and me are hard of hearing as well. And they asked me to help them how to be more inclusive on the app. And that's why I'm born on Clubhouse to educate people and be like, hey, there are hard of hearing people who actually use the audio app like this. And so I have been inclusive a lot with that. And 
it's funny because I met a lot of parents, teachers who worked with deaf students. And it's amazing how they came to me and they were like, hey, could you like to be a speaker in, a, in a, one of the fans? And I was like, I would love to. Oh, my God. I would love to. I want to teach kids that there are someone like them that's out there. And yeah, so that's why. That's why I created the helpline. Oh, my God. Goodness, Kalina, I just I'm loving everything about this, you know, just how you're putting yourself out there, how you're not waiting for permission or to see if it would work. (laughs) You're totally not concerned about those things. You're just taking that step forward. And I feel that, you know, for many of us, once we get older, um, you know, we begin to hesitate more. You know, we begin to not listen to, you know, what what our calling is or what is like calling our attention, you know, and from such a moment, you know, a a moment like such as that experience that you had with that child that looked up to you simply because he felt connected to you and, and for you to take that and say, what if, right. It was just like that, that thought of what if, that could be the same experience for many, many others. I think it is such a beautiful story. I am so appreciative of the fact that you were willing to share it on this platform because definitely we need more young people like you that are using these, you know, um, these social media platforms to really help others, not to say that other influencers are not helping others, but this is something that perhaps is not as visible, just like you said, not perhaps it's not as visible. You know, if people aren't able to connect with others, how do we form a sense of community? How do we feel that, you know, we do belong if we can't find others out there because others out there aren't out there or maybe they are, but they're hiding it, you know? So I feel that you are just such an inspiration and it is so amazing to be able to talk to you about your experience and your story and being able to share it, share with us, Kalina, what do you aspire? What are you looking for in the next six months, year, two years, what are you already thinking? You've already done so oh, much. No. So. <laughs> Throw it oh, out no. there. I have, I have so many going on. Um, people be like, oh my God, like you're super young. You have so much goals and ambition. And so I have started working on something very, very important. I really, I'm really excited about to share is I'm finding my own mental health coach online for yeah so i'm 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 writing a book almost finishing up and has well i am thinking of starting my own creating my own deaf community center and i'm trying to do a charity work with that so i can help people who are in need of getting support a binary hearing aid or a coca implant and need support or even asl interpreter etc so I have a lot of connection with a lot of ASL people. I met some people I'm on Clubhouse. I'm really, really thinking of getting that together. And yeah, so that's the three things I'm creating right now. I am, however, I am as well starting uh, like a course. I do like an online course where people are interested in how to be more inclusive and learn how to communicate with someone that is deaf. So that is something I'm also working on as well. So I have a lot of things going on. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of 
beautiful and incredible things that are about to happen for you and the impact that you're going to make on that community that you're servicing is beyond words. And I truly believe that you're going to make it happen. I can totally see it in you. I can totally see just you going out there and getting these things done all all just for the purpose of being able to help others. And you cannot go wrong with that. So congratulations on everything that you're doing, on everything that you're going to do. And I'm so privileged that I'm able to have this story and be able to share it uh, with you. So thank you so much for your time, Colleen. I really appreciate you being here on the show and allowing me the opportunity to hear your story and also share it. I wish you nothing but the best that I I imagine we'll have to have a follow-up at some point when your center is up and I'll be able to say, hey, do you remember when? (laughs) Hopefully you'll have time to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to do a follow-up. I have a lot going on. And for those who are listening, please, please, you know, follow me on my Instagram, um, which is Box. I'm trying my website as well, which is very coming up shortly. Um, so yeah, cause I know a lot of people do not have social media and I know a lot of parents prefer a website. So I'm trying to get that going. And so, yeah, so I'm trying to get work with a lot of, um, um, when I organization for the deaf community, disability and even school board CEO. So I'm trying to get on that as well. So there's a lot going on, but I'm super excited for everybody to see the work and that way we can make a difference in the world. And I hope that, you know, one day I'll be on the news. And people can be like, oh, my God, like, this girl's really making a difference for the disability community and some of that stuff. Oh, I do not doubt we are going to see you. Yes, on all kinds of places. I do not doubt that. And I always ask all the guests on the show. I know you mentioned it briefly right now, but let's just mention it one more time. Where can our listeners find out more about you and the work that you do? So I, uh, my Instagram is Deaf Queen Boss. And my Twitter is cutie, cutie, like a cutie little pie, cutie Kalina. And um, my LinkedIn is uh, Kalina Ballona Powell, but you guys can type in Kalina and Empower and then it should show up. Um, I have a Facebook as well, so Kalina Powell. And my website, which is called, which is not up yet, but it's called KalinaEmpowerment.com or .ca. And yes. Yeah. I love it. So beautiful. I'll make sure to include all of the links on the show notes so that people are able to go back and, you know, just if they want to touch base or if they know someone that could benefit from your services or maybe even just support you in any way. We've got an amazing team of uh, just interpreters, community interpreters, people that are always willing to give back to the community. So I'm sure that, you know, people will want to connect with you. Again, I thank you for your time, Kalina. It is amazing what you're doing. You've turned your story into such a success and inspiring story that hopefully many others out there that are as young as you follow your footsteps and are able to do the same and pay it forward. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Kalina, again, and we'll be in touch. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and know of someone that may also enjoy it, please share it with them. 
To find out more about Kalina Powell and ways that you can potentially support her, please refer to the episode notes for her contact information. Season 3 begins August 20th with some exciting new changes as well as more incredible guests. I also want to take this opportunity to send a huge shout out to those of you that have connected with me on social media and have shared your experiences with this podcast. It really means the world to me to know that the content of this podcast is not out there floating aimlessly in cyberspace, but that there's actually a purpose and that you are making connections thanks to the content and the guests on this podcast. So thank you for connecting with me and sharing that with me. I also want to thank those of you that have taken the time to rate and review the podcast. It really does help support it. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you've not had the opportunity to give a rating or a review or simply the podcast platform that you use does not have that as an option, you can also support me by Googling Brand the Interpreter and finding a platform such as iHeartRadio where you can leave a positive comment about the podcast that would also help support it. Anyway, thank you so very much for joining me today on this special episode of Brand the Interpreter, where I enjoy very much sharing your stories about our profession. Take care till next time and I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the very end. If you'd like to connect with me, head on over to the website, brandtheinterpreter.com, and click on the Connect With Me tab. You can also stay connected on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, as Brand the Interpreter, or Mireya Perez on LinkedIn. Till next time.